Recount Thursday is sponsored by Arena Eats. Log on to the website, arenaeats.app, that's arenaeats.app, for the ultimate fan experience. At your favorite sports venue, Arena Eats mobile app, pre-order, express pickup, and in-seat delivery. How do you place your order? Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. Oh, it's live, pal. We're really glad that you're our friend. And this is a friendship that'll never, ever end. Everybody three count. One, two, three. One, two, Or maybe The Rock has got to beat Triple H himself. Which means, uh, he's got to beat the game, uh, in the middle of the ring, uh, and he has a $2 s- for a wife, uh. You're too damn selfish, and that's why you're sitting there with a bad leg, and that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. You guys talk about being students of the game. I am the f-ing game, JR. Three ain't enough now, I need five. Welcome in Jim, Ryan, Matt, Tim, and intern Mark. Oh my goodness, what do we do? There's a one, there's a two. Oh! oh, wow. Well, you can take that brass ring and shove it up your ass. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Three Count Thursday. We are live here on Facebook. It is Thursday, December the 10th, 2020. We are still the podcast of the millennium. We have tons to talk about this week, including Cody got stung. What should you watch? And Kenny did the thing. But first, go to threecountthursday.com. There you can find all of our social media links, our merchandise over at whatamaneuver.net. What a maneuver. Thank you, Tim. We also uh, have our Patreon page, patreon.com slash three count Thursday, our home network, NGSC Sports at NGSCSports.com. We also uh, have our collar and elbow brand deal store.collarandelbowbrand.com. Use promo code three count to get 10% off each and every order. And we stream daily at leabsports.com. Ryan, that would be? It's L E E I B sports.com. That's the one. So welcome in, everybody. How we doing? How we doing this week? I have to find... I moved the sounder about a little bit. So, Tim. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to be here enjoying uh, a nice, freshly lit candle and uh, having my attention split between this year podcast and all of the Disney announcements. For what, the next couple of years, so I'm excited. What uh, what is the Disney or yeah, the Disney scent? What is the candle scent of uh, of the night? Gingham. Excuse me. Gingham. I, I, Gingham I, style. I have no. Yes. I have no idea what that is. Um, it's just a. It's it's from Bath and Body Works. Try to describe it to me, Tim. It's the best. All right, it is the best. I, I mean, I know it's not a great. Well, well. That's a great answer for describing. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Uh, Ryan. How you doing? 
No, Tim, that that cannot be correct. Um, New Orleans bow ties and bourbon from Bath and Body Works mm. is the best. What are bow like bow ties? So is it just mm, it is it just just like bourbon and bow ties? Okay, a stupid scent. Yeah, that's that's a bit ridiculous. <laughs> that's that is absolutely ridiculous, Matt. How you doing? Doing well. It's good to be back um, after a week off. Glad to be rejoining the crew here. It was last week, right, that I wasn't here? Sure. I'll believe that. Yeah. They all run together. <laughs> Happy yeah. holidays, everyone. <laughs> Merry Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Kiss my ass. Kiss his ass. <laughs> Intern Mark. How you doing? Thank you. I'm glad you asked. I'm as happy as a lark. I'm doing great. I got one of the scented candles, too. I forget what flavor it is. But boy, I had that lit the other night, and I could smell it outside my house when I walked up to come in. Isn't that crazy? Wow, 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 wow! That powerful. Uh, welcome in, uh, Tyler, Devin, Scotty, Charlie. Welcome into the show, Laura, as well. Uh, Scotty says we're still better than Bruce Pritchard. Yes, yeah, Scotty, I got that twenty years ago. Uh, coming up here in the uh, weekly segment, he says, "What the hell was Miro wearing last night?" Uh, were those pajamas probably, and they probably cost a lot of money. <laughs> um, Charlie, don't worry. We'll get to we'll get to Tim and and his uh, excitement about the impending NXT match. Uh, nope, got- <laughs> nope. That's not what I'm excited <laughs> about. Take it back. Well, I mean, you looked excited. Nope, I assumed. Nope. You did- nope. Never. You're not excited never. about the Archer nope. guy and the nope. no, and the TikTok nope. guy. You're not ha- you're not happy. He's back. The TikToky guy. You mean Dropkick Murphy versus Sandclock? I don't, I don't care. <laughs> um, the only one I care, the one, the match I cared less about is Sandclock versus Sandpaper. <laughs> oh, Archer to infamy, the old, old big sex god, whatever he wants to call himself, <laughs> big leather dad. I don't care. My goodness! He up fake screen. He got beat up by a pedophile on TV. Did y'all see that? Yeah, uh, I mean, not Karrion Cross, the other guy. Yeah, the other the other one, the the one that yeah. the, the guy the who other, just came other back, one. the one the white that, one, the yeah, the one that just, just came back. Um, okay, so let's it uh, me all along. <laughs> Jesus. Um, okay, let's uh, let's get into it with our uh, with our weekly segment. Uh, December the 10th, two birthdays uh, today. S.A. Rios was born in 1978, and J.T.G. was born in 1984. And then we go back to 1975. Terry Funk defeats Jack Briscoe to win the NWA World Heavyweight title in Miami, Florida. Uh, This match ended Briscoe's second reign with the belt and also made Terry and Dory Funk Jr. the only brothers to hold to both hold the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. On this day. 2000, WWF held their Armageddon pay-per-view from the Birmingham Jefferson Civic Center in Birmingham, Alabama, in front of 14,920 fans. The tagline for the show was, Lord, I'm coming home to you. Uh, the show featured nine matches, one of those being on Sunday Night Heat, was main evented with Kurt Angle defeating The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Triple H, the Undertaker and Rikishi in a Hell in a Cell match to retain the WWF Championship. On this day. 
2012, Scott Steiner officially dropped his countersuit against TNA, alleging non-payment of royalties and a lack of accounting for said royalties on uh, on Monday, December the 10th, via a letter to the court in Nashville. The suit was officially dropped two days later on December the 12th. On this day. In 2013, WWE announced WrestleMania 31 would take place in Santa Clara, California at Levi's Stadium on Sunday, March 25th, or 29th, 2015. And those are the events that happened on this day. December the 10th in pro wrestling history. Um, I remember watching the build to WrestleMania 31 and being so disappointed. Right? And then blown away by that show. Yeah, I think, you know, because that was, I think that was the second WrestleMania that we, like, had and talked about on the show. Um and like 30 was 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 such a good show and i think like by the time we turned around to 31 we were just like so excited for wrestlemania season and the build was just like uh okay but yeah then the show turned out fantastic and then you flipped to the following year where i thought the build to dallas was an incredible build and the show left me eh it was the same with WrestleMania 25 and 26. Okay. 25 was supposed to be the spectacular show, yep. and it ended up falling flat. And 26 ended up being the show that 25 should have been. Yep. Even 24. 24 was fantastic. 24 great, 25 underachieved, 26 great. Which was the one that Bret Hart came back in? 26. 26. That one sucked. <laughs> that was in the toaster. What an asshole. Um, was that one? Which one was the one Miz? Was the one Miz main event? Was that 26 as well? That was 27. 27. In Miami. Miami, yeah. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's see here. Scotty says, uh, incredible build to Dallas. Yeah, I thought the... I thought the build to the the Dallas WrestleMania was really good. The show wasn't. I mean, was we, that the Zack Ryder one? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> great, great moment. <laughs> yeah, you. you I, to this day, Matt, you're still lucky that your old house didn't burn that night. <laughs> I was so pissed. Um, yeah, yeah. WrestleMania 26. Yeah, was was not great. Uh, 27 was Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, good. Um, all right, let's look. 27 Atlanta. Yeah, that's right. The Dallas one was also the one where they had like the weird, like graphics on like the ring, right? Uh, the Orton, the Orton Orton Bray match. The worms would just pop up. No, I think that was, I think that was the next year. I think that was roller coaster. Yeah, I think that was the next year because, um, Bray, remember Bray and the Wyatt family got got housed by the Rock and Cena in like six seconds at 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 Dallas. Oh, uh, okay, that's right. When yeah, Rock when that's... Rock came out with the with the flamethrowers, with and... the flamethrower. Okay, there. Man, that's just awful. Was there a Hell in a Cell match for that show? No, no. For which one, Dallas? No, yeah. there wasn't. Yeah, I think. Yeah, there... was there? Do you remember one? No, you don't. Stop. When. Hell in a cell. Yeah, yeah was there no. one on that card? No. 
the, you're the, misremembering. Well, no. The cards are in your hands, Mark. Misremembered. Please don't. Which, uh... I feel like there was an Undertaker, Hell in a Cell, WrestleMania yeah, 32. Died, 98, he died for your sins. He threw, got thrown off the cell. Great. Next, what's the topic? <laughs> he, that, it's uh, a two-hour show, guys. We don't have time. Trust we me. Got, oh, trust me, we got time. We're running out of time. It's 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 practically eleven now. I mean, I feel like at this point, Tim hates him more than I do. I, I don't hate. I hate. Spot. He hates. I the, hate <laughs> we dedicate ninety seconds to a sound clip. That was. Uh, wait, if that you just give me the song, I'm fine. Instead, I have to hear a oh, big old uh, spiel. Don't say it. No, nah, I fucking hate you. The best in the world. Oh no. <laughs> Shane McMahon. Right, we got that out of the way Ooh, early tonight. You know yeah, what? so now we got it. We're good. We're, We're good. good. It's We're, out of the way. You know, I'm in sure the spirit, in the, the, last in the spirit, in the spirit of Christmas, I would just like to tell each and every one of y'all, y'all could suck my ass. <laughs> What the hell did I do? <laughs> y'all all, y'all all, Matt, you could have backed me up harder. This Matt. was all on Mark. Mark said it. Yeah. It was on you. Was my bad. I had no, a question. It was you. Ryan you asked a question. brought up. That's not true. Ryan You're asked a question. Rude. I got scolded for, for, you know, that's what she said in myself You're or leading somebody. You're witness. I, I left it in Mark's hands. Mark's hands. I asked a question. Led. <laughs> who texted him who told him <laughs> i mean i'm sure we'll we'll get the clip like oh, three more hard. times I'm we, sure. i don't think we get the clip again if somebody says shane mcmahon you play the music the rest of the yeah, show no that's it's a reference it it's a reference it's not a thing Here i said go. when you play yeah. the music you don't play the sound yeah. clip again sound yeah. clip i mean i'm not trying to be a dick i was gonna say because i'm sure jim and ryan both have the Shane McMahon AJ Styles match on their top four since it's their favorite fucking match of all. Wait, time. are you are you implying that somebody doesn't have that match on their four matches to watch? I mean, this is my last episode. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> well, we'll be back to Tuesday. Coming well, to you. I'm well, going to join Final <laughs> Wrestling Place. <laughs> Yo, when we do our spinoff for pop culture, I can't wait. Oh, that'll be fun. Um, oh, that'll be great. All right, let's uh, let's talk about the. Uh, of course, last week we talked about the big news with with Sting returning, um, and and then Sting's Omega. Back? Well, not in the WWE. Somebody gonna get killed. <laughs> um, but uh, and, and Omega winning the title, which of which of course the big build was to. Ooh, there you go. Um, I got my uh, my my Firefly Funhouse Christmas shirt on. Yeah, Tim. Oh yeah. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I gotta, I gotta get that sexy sax going. Oh yeah. That's right. Oh yeah. Three count Thursday. Um. So it led to uh, Omega. Oh, sorry, oh, that gave me gas. <laughs> Wham always gets you, Ryan. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wham will get you. Wham does get you. Wham will get you. <laughs> this time of year, Wham will get you. It, it will get you. Um, led to uh, Kenny Omega on Impact on Tuesday night with Don Callis and Josh Matthews. Uh, and then, of course, uh, last night, 
um, on uh, on AE, on AEW. Uh, sorry, sorry, cousin Brian. We cannot restart the show. We do not quite have that uh, technology yet. Um, but uh, did any did everybody did everybody watch Impact this week? Um, I saw the interview. I saw the interview. I mean, I, I, I watched the rest of the show. To me, it. And I, and I think this is maybe my issue with, with both shows is I don't think both shows were bad, but both shows just felt like it felt like an impact and it felt like an AEW dynamite and not even a great AEW dynamite. I, I just thought that that both shows kind of failed to capitalize on what was likely on what on, well on what was higher viewership because the impact numbers came out. They were the highest they've been in a while. The AEW numbers came out. They almost hit a million. But I, I, just, I didn't personally. I didn't think either show was was anything special. And maybe, maybe I missed specifically when talking about the the, the Omega segments. I felt like on both shows, it, the 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 Callus and Omega stuff was practically the same thing. Did I miss something? Did I not understand something? Let I'd like to real quick, and then I'll defer to Tim, who I think is more of the Kenny Omega expert of the group. Probably, if somebody has to take the ledger, like it would be they, you. They have I get de facto me. Sure, but but, but yeah, that's this, fine. This was like cleaner Kenny Omega, right? Like this is this is the cleaner. It's close. It's it's the bravado of. Like New Japan, Kenny, uh, like best in the world, um, best bout machine, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I, I, I did like the promo from. I liked Wednesday's promo better than Tuesday's. I would agree with um, that. I would agree with that. I, I liked Wednesday's better than Tuesday. Mainly because I'm not. I I realized I'm not a fan of Josh Matthews. Oh, the worst! Hit that ding button. The worst. No, that's not even a ding. That's that's a Kobe taker. Kobe, <laughs> thank you. Like, um, and I don't yeah, know if because just... like I don't know if when there's fans, if like he gets kind of drowned out a little bit, but like him and Madison Rain as a commentary team in an empty room. Is it I Madison thought... Rain? Is it Madison so... Rain? I thought so. Charlie saying there was no EC three, no EY, no North, no MCG, MCMG. Can Chris Sabin took on? I think he meant there was Alexander. I, I, I think what he meant is like because there was no, there wasn't a tag match between the two. Like so, you had. And I thought Eric Young, Eric Young wrestled. Yeah, Young was on the, there. Eric Young fought Cody Deaner. Yeah, Young was on there. Um, yeah. I mean, Deanna was on. And they had their world champion and Taya Valkyrie and Rosemary. Yeah, I thought I thought the women's tag was fine. I mean, there was no. Dr- I thought it was fair. Yeah, you know, it, but it just it just wasn't. Um, it it just it, it, it. I I would I I mean I thought the fact that you didn't have Gallows and Anderson was a, was a bit of a miss. What I will say is, I'm glad that they stuck to their guns. It felt like. Impact was going to do what Impact is doing because you got to think too. They're setting up for their pay per view in two weeks. Isn't Final Resolution like 
Is it this weekend? I think it might be even this, this weekend, weekend, I think they yeah. said. So this was technically their go-home show to – if it's not this week, it's next week. But Final Resolution's right around the corner. For them to redo everything for Final Resolution just to, like, make the show a bigger show, I don't – I don't – I wouldn't necessarily buy into that. I would – Well, and I, I, I would probably – I think, I'd probably hold judgment well, a little I, harder. Yeah, and I think the comment here about they should have gone all out like Raw after Mania. I, I don't – I mean, and this isn't this isn't a shot at Impact. They don't have that ability, I don't like. Weren't they in the can? Was it a recorded episode? It might have been. I feel like they record a lot of episodes. No, you know what? You're right, and that's why they that did – that's why they did the, the RV – for the yeah. interview, okay. All right, so that's that's a little bit uh, a little bit more forgivable. Um, yeah, that's why it's like they kind of stuck to their plan. Sure, and you can dub in commentary yeah. whenever you want. Yeah, because I think doesn't Josh Matthews aren't Josh Matthews and Madison Rain together? Yeah, which I think is probably why right now they're they're, they're doing, doing that be- so that they're within a COVID house or a COVID safe right. house. So like, which makes complete sense to oh, me. Like, ab- I'm, absolutely. I'm but it. yeah, Josh Matthews is, is non preferred. It, was, it commentary. was really cool to see future me on TV more than once. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I plan to grow, grow old and age gracefully as Scott Demore does. Cause that's me. I am Scott Demore. I yeah I, I let me cut my hair and shave my face and, and wear exactly what Scott Demore wears and y'all are gonna think that we're the same guy. I mean, isn't it relatively like when we first met you? I think you were I was Scott Demore. You, you were Scott, Scott Demore. Yes. Uh, now that now that we're sounding this one out, um, yes. but like, and 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 I mean, I'm not I'm not by any means I'm not writing off like the crossover stuff. I'm not I'm not you know saying this thing is a, a failure or anything like that I, like it, it it definitely leaves me wanting more which which is i, I suppose a good thing i i don't really understand what i'm waiting for or what the last two nights were supposed to give me exactly but but i am i am still like i'm still in to see where where this goes if it goes anywhere because i have read some re- like some you know news and reports or whatever that that once callus's deal expires that this is that it, he's just coming to AEW to manage um, and work with AEW and manage Omega, and there's never going to be another crossover again. Whether there's truth to that or not, you know, obviously it remain to be seen. Um, and I hope it's not. Like, the idea of, of the, the two companies working together, and obviously, you know, not to get wrapped up in, in numbers, but it, it worked well for both of them this week. I think, I feel like this week we established that it's maybe not so much both companies working together as much as it is Kenny Omega working for, for both companies. I didn't get a feeling that, that it's going to be AEW and ring of, or I'm sorry, and, and impact wrestling working together. I feel like it was exclusive to Kenny Omega. Um, now Mark, did, did you say, did you watch, did you watch either, either of the shows? I watched uh, the interview uh, in the Impact or TNA, and then I caught most of AEW. 
I saw Kenny uh, Omega on both shows. I did see that. You know, and I got to agree with Smokey. I kind of feel like it's not necessarily Impact in AEW. It's more like Kenny Omega in Impact, which is cool because that could lead to other things and other wrestlers coming over. If done correctly, it could be really good. Yeah, and and you know, like I said, if it if it if it just ends whenever Callus is done in Impact, then um, it goes from there. Uh, let's uh, change gears a little bit because uh, we were gonna have we were gonna have uh, a friend of the show on uh, to, to talk about this. He was unable to join us, um, and I'm sure there'll be ample opportunity um, to have Nick join us yeah. and, and talk about AEW and stuff. He passed it up. It's over. Oh, he's done. One time. Oh, well, one time. time. Sorry, Nick. The tribe has spoken. We get burned once. <laughs> once um. But let's uh let's let's shift gears and 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 look at AEW from last night cuz you know, obviously you had um you had the Omega interview there uh but you also had uh you had Sting and the, you know with uh, Cody and Arn and, and Tony in the ring and um and it it just it, it felt like a cool like again we talk about moments versus matches and and whatnot like that was a pretty cool moment like i mean it doesn't quite top the the like surprise debut of Sting, but like Sting hugging Tony and 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 all that, like it, like that that was a cool moment. Uh, Tim, obviously being the uh, WCW guy, you are like that had to that had to feel pretty damn cool. It was. It was really cool. Like, um, the foreshadowing that Sting took upon himself to do uh, during the promo is is very nice um just seeing him back on tv and like giving me as a fan like the promise of hey i'm back i'm back for a while i'm gonna be pretty close to things and then the 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 see around uh that uh definitely got me all excited all ugly, ugly. <laughs> um i mean they they do have they do have uh him on the roster with with a, a zero and zero record so i mean he, he's not just around for nothing uh so i mean that kind of i think answers that question i think that the promo was answered i i loved personally i loved the uh the glance up at Darby Allen in the in the uh in the crowd. I thought that was a great rub. Um and and the 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 potential of what they can do and how they can build him uh build Darby into a star from this is uh is pretty fantastic. Um Ryan, thoughts on on Dynamite from last night. Yeah, like like Tim said, I think the um what did you say the the foreskin that Sting showed was uh was really great as well in the promo I, I, I don't i don't think i don't think that's the right word i mean foreshadowing that's the, the foreshadowing one. that's foreshadowing. Sting, yes my bad yep that was really cool <laughs> i think yeah. uh i think sting is born again so he doesn't have any of that oh jesus um a whole dvd about it it's awful we talked yeah, about you it have it hold it up first night oh, of oh it is the first yeah. night of hanukkah happy hanukkah everybody yeah. shalom um Matt or Mark, any any thoughts on on you know if you saw the Sting uh, the Sting promo last night? They said that segment. Well, I'll tell you what it it was. 
it's really good to see Sting back in wrestling. Sting was never a WWE guy. I mean, it was cool that he was there and he's in the Hall of Fame. and But he was always in the rival promotion. So to have him in AEW is pretty exciting. And to see him and Tony Schiavone together in a ring again is something I never thought would happen. So that was really cool, too. But I'm glad to see him back. And it looks like he's going to be able to give give uh, give back to the wrestling uh, world, if you will, especially with Darby Allen, kind of give him the uh, sprinkle the sting dust on him. <laughs> That's exciting. I can't hear you, Matt. Are you you're Matt, can you hear me now? Now he's muted. Best Matt segment ever. Oh, I still can't hear you. <laughs> I agree. This is this is the I agree with keep, everything I'll, you I'll said. Stop, but keep talking. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, yeah, well Matt's got a lot to say. He's muted again. Somebody help him. I love Shane McMahon. <laughs> the thing Shane McMahon does in the ring makes me a fan. Yeah, I don't know, man. I can't. We yeah, you're still. I will definitely wear my Shane McMahon jersey next week on the podcast. Well, that's. I'm excited to hear that, Matt. I, I would have thought you would still have that thing. It still fits great. Thank you, Jim. <laughs> nope. Let me hit the mute button again. <laughs> and I want to mute myself. Shalom. No. Oh, Mark, we lost Mark now. Well, Mark's Mark screen shut off. Matt, we cannot hear. What if I mute you and ask you to unmute? Will that do anything? Nope. 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 Look at this. I think he's gonna. I, oh. Oh, the numbers are messed up. Now, Tim, now Tim's now oh, Tim's gonna. Okay. My goodness. So I'm gonna continue <laughs> to talk. I'm gonna continue to talk about AEW. Why don't we take our break? We lost Matt. Can we do that early? I mean, we could, oh, he's jumping back. Tim, don't change anything. He's jumping back in. He's coming back, folks. He's coming Tim, back. Tim he's probably going to be in a different spot, though, so you probably will have to change things around. We're professionals. This is exciting. Hey, it works. Wait, he's in. Wait, I think you're still muted. There he is. Let's just pretend it works. Nope, definitely still can't hear you, guy. I think you have to unplug your headphones. He can hear us. Now plug it back in. At a medium pace. I love how Ryan's telling us how to do things tech-wise. Back and forth at a medium pace. <laughs> Here, let John Cena help. Medium pace. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, it, it, Oh, there we go. Now hey! we can hear you. We can hear you hey! now. Hey, John Cena did it. Whew. Um, Matt, you were saying about Shane McMahon. <laughs> Yeah, I was. Uh, I thank you for that. Um, <laughs> Shane McMahon is better than Sting, is, is what I was saying, right? That's exactly I think. What I was. think. Yeah, I think that's what we were saying. Now, Tim, Tim, what what are you trying to signal? Hey, I'm not hearing him. He's. You're really quiet. I, you're super quiet. Yeah, you, I'm not hearing him. You got it. when you when you talk about Shane McMahon, you have to speak up. You have to enunciate. No, he needs to get that out of his mouth. That's bad take. Wash that out. <laughs> like, really yeah. let it out. Like, ah, Mick Matt. Like, really let it out. What I was saying was that I like the, the capacity that they're using Sting with AEW in terms of not like WWE would, where he would probably already have a title in his hands. So <laughs> um, I do appreciate 
that aspect of it. If there's, you know, one thing that AEW is doing right right now, it is that they might bring like old timers back, but they don't like immediately thrust them into a title picture. Like, um, I don't know, like putting Goldberg up against Roman Reigns or something like that. Hey, let's let's not get too far ahead of ourselves because that's that may or may not be in the news and rumors, <laughs> and we will we we will have thoughts on that, and we all will have thoughts on that. I was I was just giving an outlandish scenario. I wasn't saying one way or the other. I was Tim just saying that that's an extreme. Matt is foreskinning the show. He is foreskinning the show. How uh, dare he? But um, overall, like overall, for me. Um, yeah, I just I, I wasn't I wasn't super thrilled um with with Dynamite last night. It, it it felt it felt okay. It just didn't feel like a great and maybe I, I just expected a bigger and better show because I, I figured more eyes were gonna be on the product. I thought it was going to b- bring something better. I don't know. Any any other thoughts on that? Why did it's you on, think more more why did you think more eyes would be on it? Kenny Omega's the champion. He's an AEW guy. I don't know how that would have brought much more. Because if you're watching Impact, I feel like you're probably watching AEW. Well, I mean, you had... Last week was the Sting surprise. So it was something you were not expecting. They have spent the last week building up that Sting speaks. Sting speaks. Like, if you watch any, like, TBS, TNT for anything, there's been commercials that have been promoting the fact that, that Sting is going to speak this week. Okay. So you know, so I, I assume that you, that there is going to be some people that don't normally watch the product that 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 may have tuned in. And like it was, Do you think uh, we got the basketball fans from Shaq speaking? Did they pull the the NBA audience like you were thinking? Maybe. I mean, I I, I thought the the Shaq uh, the Shaq and Brandy segment was actually pretty funny. I actually enjoyed it. I'm very curious as to what those ratings are going to look like since the NBA season is starting much later this year. Mm -hmm. Um, In a normal year, the NBA season would have already been going on for a a whole month by now. Um, And I think the league starts, isn't it the 22nd? Yeah, it's Um, their first So. I'm very curious to see what the crossover is going to look like between that. Yeah, because I think even one, like I think the 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 Christmas week episode is preempted by NBA. Like it's a you know, one at, of the you know, two is yeah, you know, at eight o'clock or whenever the NBA, and then you have the 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 new the the two New Year's bashes or whatever they're calling them, New Year's Dash. New Year's New Dash. Year's yeah. Yeah, not to be confused with New Year's Evil and that goofy ass cartoon that they that NXT has for it. Um but uh but yeah, I mean it, it was, you know, it it just uh the the main event was I actually I thoroughly enjoyed the uh the inner the inner circle segment last night. Um but uh yeah, the show is just okay. Uh, any any other thoughts on the AEW Omega Impact stuff before we jump to uh, the Slammy Awards. All right, so WWE announced this week that uh, they the Slammy Awards uh, are returning this year, and they announced um, 
That was a real quick like transition. Any other thoughts? So WWE. Well, I saw heads shake. I I saw heads shaking. No, so I figured we we can go ahead and transition. We know our positions in this <laughs> show, Jim. We get it, Jim. It's fine. I mean, are there other thoughts? We can uh, we can wait. If we end early, we end early. We better not talk about AEW more. Let me. Yeah, we, we don't want Jim's head. No, no, no. Go <laughs> ahead. By all means. Go ahead. <laughs> Let me just throw this out to the to the three count audience. It has literally nothing to do with anything that we have talked about the entire night. Um, if any of you guys are beer connoisseurs, my stepdad is a big IPA fan, but he only likes the malty ones. He doesn't like the New England or the the milkshake ones. So if you know of a dark IPA that's like readily available just throw those into the comments that's all i had to add okay very nice very nice um any other thoughts before we move to the slimy awards okay okay um they uh mark is et a christmas movie et a christmas no but you could argue a halloween movie because elliot and uh, his friends took E.T. out trick-or-treating. Yeah. I have a question. Sure. So, Go ahead, Tim. not to plug Final Wrestling Place early, but we talked about uh, the Netflix series, uh, the holiday movies that made us, which covers... Um, Elf. Elf Come and along. Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas. And I'm just curious, uh, between us gals, um, how do you all feel about Nightmare Before Christmas? What, what, what are you asking? I will answer this question first because I do know what you're asking. Um, I typically watch it on Halloween. However, if people watch it on Christmas, I don't have an issue with that. I think it's fine for either holiday season, depending on the mood that you're in. But is it so? Here's here's my, what I'm really getting at. Ask it. Okay. Ask it. Is it good? Because I think I'm the only white person in the world that hates Nightmare Before Christmas. Probably the only white person that hates it. Um, I don't know that. There's probably other white people that don't really care either way. But to say hate. I think it's probably just rested solely on your shoulders. Um, and That's that fine. Your, your cross to bear, unfortunately. Um, I wouldn't say it's necessarily a good movie. Um, I just think that there's just the nostalgia to it. Um, I, I know there's a, the big Tim Burton cult as well as just going to watch anything that he does and say it's the greatest thing ever. So um, there's always that. I, I do watch it every year. Um, you know, there's the storyline is kind of doesn't make much sense. Um, but, you know, for what it was at the time, I think it's fine. I'll be honest. It's, it's probably been over 15 years since I've even watched the movie. I'll say this, Tim. Um, it's probably on par with A Christmas Story, whereas it's like greatly overrated by a large number of people 
Um, you yeah, know, that's that's twice now I feel attacked in the last, like, two minutes. Uh, you know what? Hit that Shane McMahon sounder again. <laughs> this guy got it. Because when you, when you say things like watch something and it's a cult and just uh, say it's the best ever, I feel like I'm attacked for my WWE fan. <laughs> And then you're gonna go and take shots at a Christmas store. I just feel personal. I just want you to know I feel attacked. Drew those conclusions, then that's on you. I just put it out. There. I, I'm just. I, I, I'm not saying that either is necessarily a bad film. I just think that both of them are hyped up more so than they're probably deserving of. Fair, like. Mm. There's no reason a Christmas story needs to be on for twenty. No. Four hours. Absolutely. I just no reason. there's no reason that it, that if you want to have it on for 24 hours that it needs to be attacked. There's literally hundreds of other other channels on a cable system that you there's could watch. There's also literally a hundred other movies that they could play back to back to back to back to back to fill 24 hours. You're right, and they choose to watch that one. You could. And that's a bad choice, fam. I mean, that's that's one opinion. That's okay. An opinion. The kid got his tongue stuck. Really cool gag. Nice. Put your eye out. Sweet. <laughs> All alert. right. That's the movie, right? Th- those it, are right? those are parts of the movie. Yes. What? I don't. I don't know. I mean, uh, Santa Claus kicks him down the the sliding board, and the leg lamp. Here's. I read. I read a thing this week that. I'm, and I didn't necessarily know this because I don't like I didn't do much research into a Christmas story because it's it is just kind of what it is. It's not one of my favorites, but it's based on the collection of short stories. So people said that having it on TBS with the commercial breaks is good because they just break it up. Yeah, they break it up as the stories. Because story, none of any of the movie has to do with each like storyline. Like there's the lamp storyline. There's the gun. There's the dogs and the turkey, and then there's the, right. The the, the, the only the only yeah. theme throughout the entire film is Ralphie wants the gun, and then he finally gets the gun, and like it's it's that like one present that like most that most kids have like that like I you know I had I had a you know a similar, like when I was a kid, um, I asked, like I had asked for rest like tickets to a, a, a WWE show at Hershey. And it was kind of a similar thing. My dad had like, or Santa, excuse me, had hid the uh, the envelope with the tickets in the tree. So like we open your pay envelope. Is that what he did? <laughs> we we uh, we open up all the presents and like there was no ticket. So like I was like literally like Ralphie. So like I, I was I got cool shit, but I was bummed out because I didn't get the one thing. And like you know, my dad played off like the old man in the movie. Was like what? what's that on the tree? And like, we had fucking video of it and I opened up the envelope and I freaked out. Like Ralphie freaked out when he got the gun. So like, that's like, that's the, that's the underlying theme, but yeah, everything else is a, is a broken up story within itself. And to be honest, like, like growing up, I had never seen the movie, like start to finish. I just had seen it at random points throughout the, uh, throughout the show, throughout the, the, the airings. So like a, you know, the one year the movie theater in Lidditz had had shown it on like a Monday night, and I went out and saw the movie, and it was the first time that I'd ever actually seen it <laughs> from start to finish. Um, right. But I mean, uh, does anyone actually like pop in the DVD of a Christmas story and sit and watch it? Like 
I have it on on Christmas while it, it's in the background while we're like unwrapping gifts, like making breakfast, doing random things. But because there's literally like no all, other movies on because it's just on right, hours. and because it's one of those movies where you don't have to sit and watch it either. Like I can see, oh, there's the tongue on the pole scene, ha ha, and then like I don't need to see the next forty five minutes of it. And then here he is getting his gun. There's the feel good part. Credits roll. <laughs> Oh, he got his tongue stuck again. Fragile. Look at this. Like, I'm not I'm not implying that it's the greatest Christmas movie. I will never say that. I'm implying that the Hallmark KFC mashup, a recipe for seduction, will probably be better. I love it. Gun to your heads right now. (laughs) Best Christmas movie. Go. Christmas vacation. One answer. Christmas Vacation, for sure. It's, 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 if I, if gun in my head, I would probably go Christmas Vacation. Recipe for Seduction. <laughs> okay, now your real answer. That's uh, not, it's, not it's, another team it's movie. It's got to be Christmas uh, Christmas Vacation. Has to be. Tim? You shake I'm, your head no? I'm so, I'm so mad. What are you going to say? The Santa Claus? At each one. and every one of you. Elf? And the, the Santa Claus isn't bad. Home Alone. Oh, Home Alone's great. N- Home Alone's Home great. Home great. It is not the it, top three. Yeah, not number one, but I hold. So now, now this is where I heel turn on everybody. Here we go. Christmas Vacation to me is in the same boat as Nightmare Before Christmas and A Christmas Story. I'm sorry, I had to mute him on that. that back. <laughs> That's fair. That's right. That's right. To answer your original question. Uh, I think A Nightmare Before Christmas is a Christmas movie. It has Christmas in the title. It doesn't have Halloween in the title. But Right, but I just want to say that it sucks, and that's that's all it is to it. I think Slam you have to look back at when it came out. It's it's an old film. It's over, what, 20 years old? It was cutting edge back when it I came out. I think if you watch it today, it will not hold up. I think back then you were like, oh, damn, this is different. We've never seen anything like this. And it, and then the Tim Burton uh, cult did the rest. Um, Devin says How Christmas vacation as well. Like Devin, Devin is a fucking Dolphins fan. It doesn't matter. <laughs> he was probably going to agree with you. Devin, I love you. I just I just like to mess with you. What did he say? He said Christmas vacation uh, would would be his. Uh, yeah, as he's well. right. Like uh, I said. T- Tim, so, I mean, Tim's allowed to have his own opinion, but screw you. T- <laughs> there's not a ton of movies like nightmare before christmas unless you're looking in the tim burton cult like beetlejuice came out before nightmare before christmas and had a better story and kind of the same feel with the graphics so that's fair better actors too shoot even tim burton's batman is kind of in the same vein too right so it's still dark and spooky and sure creepy i want to say i want to say the other week someone we did the three count page because I saw Tim kind of get into the discussion that Home Alone wasn't a Christmas movie because it just takes place around. Yeah, Christmas. that was bad. What was that was um, who was it? That was the bad take guy. Um, Charlie. That was Charlie. No, no, no. Uh, was it Charlie Scott? the bad take guy? No, Charlie's cool. I'll, I'm cool with Charlie except for anything he says about carrying cross. Um, the other guy, um, four cards, eighty-one. Oh, uh, Rodney! Oh, yeah. Rodney, yeah. Four cards, yeah. great. Bad, te- bad take, guy. Him saying that Home Alone's not a Christmas movie. He can. 
I just I don't under like um, like and this is fine. I'm I'm fine riffing on this topic. World? We we can talk this up to the break and then we'll hit Slammy's um and uh whatever the other other the matches. In what world is Home Alone not a Christmas movie? Like the only reason that they're on the trip is because it's Christmas. So his logic was just that it takes place around Christmas, but if that's your criteria that discounts a lot of like classic Christmas movies, like what about White Christmas makes it a Christmas movie except that it A has Christmas in the title and B takes place around Christmas. What makes It's a Wonderful Life a Christmas movie? What makes Christmas Vacation? Because, I mean, in Christmas Vacation, they, they don't they don't have a scene where they're opening up presents or anything like that. They did have the Christmas lights. Well, sure. Well, unless You don't set up Thanksgiving lights. Unless the criteria is, like, Santa Claus has to be included in it, then, like, if it's taking place around Christmas, then it is a Christmas movie. Like, Love Actually takes place around Christmas, so is a Christmas movie. Um, Just Friends takes place around Christmas, so is a christmas movie one of the most underrated christmas movies in my opinion just friends it's uh, what ryan reynolds and who's the female in that well anna ferris is the one that everyone remembers and then Jennifer Aniston. it's not Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> that's friends with benefits um <laughs> friends with money sorry um I actually don't remember the other actress's name. Amy Smart. That's the one. Amy yes. Smart, of course. Yeah, no. Uh, Just Friends is actually really, really funny. Um, if you've never had to watch, but yeah, like, I mean, the the, the whole the whole premise of of Home Alone. I mean, it's 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 a Christmas trip. It's. I mean, yeah. I, I don't. Uh, I mean, I guess he could make the argument they went on vacation. Doesn't have to be a Christmas trip. They left Kevin at home shenanigans happen if other things were to have taken place either before or after the christmas season i'd be okay with it but like literally everything about this screams christmas i agree i'm not arguing with you I'm like just trying to they've got the caroling in at the church they've got you've got marv stepping on the ornaments like, oh right like yeah that's true that the, the top of the glass the ball tree. will send sends chills through my yeah. spine every single time now home alone 2 is a christmas movie then correct yes correct okay i worked i, could, I worked I with a girl lost in new york i could see people saying home alone 3 is not because it's just the kid is home sick from school well, yes. if that's, if you talk about Home Alone three, I feel like you you should be disqualified from the con- conversation. Anyhow, also fair. I didn't even know there was a third one. <laughs> um, yeah, it's I, not Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin. Culkin. Yeah, so it doesn't oh, it doesn't yeah. doesn't even count. But I had I worked with a girl that tried to argue that Home Alone two was greater than Home Alone one. There's and I I, I, I enjoy Home Alone two a lot. I, I do too. I, Home Alone two is really good. But I don't think it is better than the first one. It's got the creepy fucking pigeon lady. I, it might be Home Alone too. Piers, just on her. What Piers Morgan in a wig? Yeah, whoever. <laughs> I mean, it's also got. I mean, it has forty forty fives in it. He is, which automatically starts to disqualify it. Well, <laughs> no, like that era forty five. Don't be rude. Solid. Big deal. Forty five wasn't a forty five wasn't bad till around twenty sixteen. You dig like twenty. Trump was cool until 
2013. Okay. He got involved in the birther stuff, so let's let's take it back a little. Okay. The cast of both films, because Home Alone 2 has the exact same cast of Home Alone 1 for the most And they added more people. The supporting cast includes Tim Curry, includes Rob Schneider, includes Donald J. Trump. The bird lady is a better, like, scary saving friend than the shovel guy, in my opinion. And the turtle doves! Oh, the turtle doves. Love Jim, I think doves. I think she was right. <sighs> you you need to you need to call her and apologize on the show. I'm not gonna My do that. Critique is that they go to Duncan's toy chest when FAO Schwartz is just there for the taking. And I understand why I I'm heard that there was a giant kid playing a giant piano over That's there. Could, they couldn't <laughs> they, want to they couldn't block place. off enough of the showroom to get around him. Um, but yeah, I mean, but yeah, I think the bottom line here is, uh, the home alones are definitely unequivocally Christmas movies. Definitely Christmas. Jim, let me ask you this before we wrap up on the Christmas movie. Sure. Kind of the lone defender of a Christmas story in the group. Does that film make it into your top five or top 10 of Christmas films? Um, Definitely top ten, probably top five for me personally, because like I I rank them as as they mean to me. Like for a long time that like that was my favorite Christmas movie, but like the older I've gotten, the more I uh well first off, the more I appreciate the old man in that movie, but also the more I appreciate Clark Griswold and Christmas Vacation. And just how much of a fucking nightmare the holidays can typically be. So I think I think Christmas Vacation has uh, somewhat kind of taken over as my as my favorite. But but uh, Christmas stories, it would yeah, I would say definitely top five. I would say definitely top five for me. Um, which I don't think. Which I know we had talked about. One of our one of our Christmas uh I don't know if we're gonna do a draft or what have you. Tim's freaking out. Um is I thought we were either gonna do songs or movies, or maybe we'll we'll do both. Yeah, I do want to get out to the house though. I I've had friends of mine, um, and, and my mom and stepdad have, have made it to the Christmas story house out in Cleveland, so it's really cool. Yes, Tim. I actually need a breaking news sounder. Ooh. Uh Uh-oh. and coming in hot. Uh, it is being reported by TMZ that um, Tommy Tiny Zeus Lister has passed away. What? Um, law enforcement told TMZ they got a call from the actor's Marina Del Rey apartment on Thursday before 3 p.m. for an unconscious male. The sources are reporting that Tommy was not transported to the hospital as he was pronounced dead on scene. Oh, fuck. Uh, Tiny Zeus Lester uh, passes away at 62. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Well, that's um, a shame. Yeah, that sucks. That's uh, that's no good. Let's uh, let's pause here then. Um, And uh, we will uh, we will come back and we will 
uh, discuss the Slammy Awards, and we will discuss um, some some of the matches that every fan should see. Uh, stick with us. Three Count Thursday. After these messages, we'll be right back. Three Count Thursday is sponsored by Arena Eats. Log on to the website, arenaeats.app, that's arenaeats.app, for the ultimate fan experience. At your favorite sports venue, Arena Eats mobile app, pre-order, express pickup, and in-seat delivery. How do you place your order? You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com, where you can get awesome analysis on all things sports. Or check out our podcast on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, subscribe to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports, and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. Back three count Thursday. We are live here on our Facebook page, and we are glad you can uh, be with us here on a Thursday night. We appreciate you uh, joining us, interacting with us in the Facebook live video, and and uh, make sure you follow and subscribe to us on all podcast platforms: Google Play, Stitcher, Amazon Music, um, Spotify. If I didn't say that one, Apple Podcasts as well. Um, so again, thank you for all your, uh, continued support. We certainly do, uh, appreciate that. Um, so the WWE, uh, earlier this week announced that, uh, it is slammy season. The, uh, from the release the WWE's biggest award show makes a triumphant return, uh, when the 2020 slammy awards, the best of Raw and SmackDown stream live on WWE network and WWE's digital and social platforms on Wednesday, December the 23rd at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, and uh, they have the, the categories uh, that are listed. If you go to WWE.com, you get to vote um, on these. The first set of voting is open now. I think the uh, remainder of the voting uh, will open up over the next few weeks. Uh, but the categories are Superstar of the Year, Match of the Year, Rivalry of the Year, Tag Team of the Year, Return of the Year, Ring Gear of the Year, Breakout Star of the Year, Female Superstar of the Year, Male Superstar of the Year, and Moment uh, of the Year. So yeah, it says here the uh, the WWE Universe will be voting to decide the winners of the first five awards listed above. Voting is now open. Uh, be sure to have uh, your voice heard for your favorite WWE uh, superstars and matches of, uh, of 2020. Uh, so... I, I kind of decided since the uh, the awards are not presented until uh, Wednesday the 23rd, that will give us this week and next week uh, to uh, to talk about the uh, the Slammy. So I, I kind of broke them in half, the, the five that are up for voting now, uh, and then the other five we will uh, we will talk about 
next week. And um, so we will we will tonight cover Superstar of the Year, Match of the Year, Rivalry of the Year, Tag Team of the Year, and Return of the Year. Uh, we'll go through the categories. We'll go through who is nominated, and uh, and then we will uh, we will give who we think uh, is the uh, is the winner of that category. So starting with Superstar, actually we'll we'll build our way up. Uh, to superstar cousin Brian uh, says ring gear of the uh, award goes to Bam Bam Bigelow. Uh, I would certainly agree. Always loved, uh, <laughs> always, always loved the Bammers uh, gear. So, so why not? We will start. Uh, yeah, no, you know what? Screw it. We'll work top to bottom. I change. I keep changing my mind. Uh, with uh, superstar of the year, the nominees are Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns, Randy Orton, Braun Strowman, uh, the Fiend Bray Wyatt. Oscar, Sasha Banks, uh, Bailey, Becky Lynch, and uh, and Charlotte Flair. And you know what's funny? I had, I had gone through and I had circled uh, all of my uh, responses in this one, except for this because like I was debating uh, on this one, and uh, and then I I I. I didn't go back and actually circle my uh, my response, and so I'm I'm kind of like I'm kind of leaning between like Bailey and Drew McIntyre, just because if you, if you look at the entirety of the year, I feel like the two of them have have kind of just been at the top, and I felt like they've had the best year. But if if you if we go back to the Royal Rumble and uh and and you look at at what Brock Lesnar was doing in the Royal Rumble. Drew McIntyre comes in. He gets he gets the elimination of Brock. He goes on to win. He you know and and he he wins the championship over Brock and then he has has a great run and and obviously with everything going on this year um you know I, I think I think Drew McIntyre um carrying that brand um and and doing it in a kind of impossible circumstances I'm gonna say Drew McIntyre is your uh, is your superstar uh, of the year. Let's uh, let's go to Matt. Who is your superstar of the year in 2020? It must be 2020 because I am going to say Roman Reigns. Now I did not see that coming. I'm saying that. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it's. Uh, it's crazy to me, but the storyline he's had, and I know I've been the one in the group to like pick at it and poke some holes in it, but the storyline with the family, him getting, um, you know, Paul Heyman to be in his corner as the mouthpiece, I think is a very strong move towards getting Roman to that status that I think we all want him to see. Um, so that, that would be my choice plus the whole comeback story um i i won't say i didn't see it coming but <laughs> i mean for him to at least like come back from like like i understood why he took the step back so for him to be in the ring right now is still a very big deal so i think all of those things combined just kind of makes me more wanting to say romans had the best 2020 if you can have a, a good 2020 at this point, I think Roman has. Sure. Uh, intern Mark, who would be your superstar of the year for 2020? 
Was uh, Goldberg an option? Uh, Goldberg was not an option on this list. Okay, in that case, um, let me see here. I was uh, I was kind of torn between Roman Reigns and McIntyre and The Fiend. But to me personally, I've been most entertained by Reigns with that heel character. And the fact he came back after that illness and just the way the world has been in 2020, I got to go with Roman Reigns. And I wasn't a big Roman Reigns fan before, but the uh, the whole thing with Heyman and the Samoan dynasty, I can really get behind that. I like that. So uh, I'm going to go with Reigns. All right, Ryan, we will uh, we'll go to you here. Um, we are running down the uh, the Slammy Awards uh, for 2020. We're starting with Superstar of the Year. The nominees are uh, Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns, Randy Orton, Braun Strowman, The Fiend Bray Wyatt, Asuka, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte Flair. So the whole roster. Got it. Um, <laughs> uh, this one has to be The Fiend. I think that is the most popular thing that WWE has going right now. Um, I, I see why The Fiend does not make sense to win it. So I think WWE will work this and The Fiend will not win. Um, but I would vote for The Fiend. And uh, and Tim, who would be your superstar of the year? I think that the the answer is is definitely Drew McIntyre. Um, he's the only person that's really had a complete year on the list. I mean, there's three people to me, honestly, that I would think that if you look at the list objectively, it could either be Drews, it could be Asuka. Or it could be Bailey. Um, but I'm giving it to Drew. Uh, very strong showing of the Royal Rumble. Picking up the, the the victory over Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Holding the title until he loses it to Randy Orton only to win it back. Um, and he's champion today. So world champion for nine months. Um, pretty impressive reign. The face of the COVID era for wwe um so i'm i'm going with uh drew mcintyre all right very good Devin has uh has the fiend and uh cousin brian says roman benefits from no crowds to counter message of the creative intent um i agree because I, I i think if if uh with a with a normal uh crowd i think if you get this uh roman reigns you're probably getting more cheers than booze uh which would definitely be counterproductive to what they're what they're the message they're trying to get across um, then we go to match of the year. Uh, we these are the nominees: Undertaker versus AJ Styles in the Boneyard match at WrestleMania 36. Uh, the New Day versus the Hurt Business uh, for the Raw Tag Team Titles on November 16th, uh, Monday Night Raw. Edge versus Randy Orton, the greatest wrestling match ever at Backlash. Um, oh, where is it? Why is there only? Oh, he raked my back. Yeah, no, he didn't literally raise. Um, the men's Royal Rumble match: uh, AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan uh, for the Intercontinental Championship Tournament Finals and SmackDown in June. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso the for the Universal Championship in the I Quit Hell in a Cell match at Hell in a Cell. Sasha Banks versus Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Title uh, in Hell in a Cell. Uh, AJ Styles versus Sami Zayn versus Jeff Hardy. 
for the Intercontinental title in a triple threat ladder match at Clash of the Champions. Clash, excuse me, Clash of Champions. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns at Survivor Series or uh, Becky Lynch versus Asuka um, back at the Royal Rumble. Um, you know, I was, I was kind of going, I was kind of going back and forth on these, but, but for me, um, having no clue what a boneyard match was, uh, being concerned about what, like what exactly is a boneyard match and just the way that that match over delivered in every single way. And just how, how perfect, um, that, that was pulled off and delivering the, the cinematic, uh, matches. I, I have to go, uh, with the Boneyard match. Uh, Tim, we'll go to you. Uh, I would have said the Boneyard match until Roman Reigns <laughs> fought Jay Uso and Hell in a Cell. Uh, that's the best match of 2020. Um, uh, everything else is second place. This, this is, I'm gonna go back and watch that tonight. Like, now I'm now got a hankering for it again. I might go watch uh, the Boneyard match tonight. <laughs> you watch the Boneyard match, and then you watch the Hell in a Cell match, and you tell me <laughs> which is which. I'm voting right now. I got to click the the checkbox. Click. I'm hitting submit. There you go. Tim Done. voted. Uh, Ryan, match of the year. It's a shame that uh, Tim just voted for the second greatest match of the year. Um, which is fine. You're, you're, you can be wrong twice, according to Devin. Uh, the Boneyard match absolutely should be the, the match of the year. It set the standard for cinematic matches. Um, it, it hit an absolute home run. And uh, this is a, a fitting nod for The Undertaker to be represented on this uh, on this show as well. Uh, in turn, Mark, match of the year. Well, this is a tough one because I'm torn between uh, Roman Reigns, Jey Uso, and uh, the Boneyard match. But I think I'm going to have to go with the Boneyard match because it was the first cinematic match and set the standard. It delivered. So I'm going to have to go with the Boneyard match. Very good. And Matt, how about you? Um, I'm going to choose the match that you said, the only one that I really like loved and that was the boneyard match yeah i would have i would have pegged you for uh for roman and jay well they didn't have the they didn't have the the first one when when uh jimmy came back <laughs> so so i could see why um all right very good let's go yeah, to if that one had been on the list then that's, that's <laughs> then we go to rivalry of the year the nominees are seth rollins versus the mysterio family Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton, uh, Edge versus Randy Orton, uh, Sasha Banks versus Bailey, uh, R Truth versus the World, and Lana versus the announce table. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I'm I'm going to go honorable mention to Lana versus the announce table, um, and even though it was, it was kind of one of the shorter lived ones here, just in kind of the tail end of 2020. Um, you know, the golden role models and, and, and splitting up and, and the, the match that it turned into at hell in a cell, um, Sasha versus Bailey. I, I absolutely loved what they did in that short period of time. I, I do still kind of wish that, that it would have went longer and the payoff match would have been at rumble or mania, but, 
um, in these uncertain times, um, I have no issue that they uh, that they paid it off sooner. We got a great hell in a cell. Uh, Matt. Um, again, it must be 2020 because Jim and I are agreeing on things. Because <laughs> I also have Sasha and Bailey as, as my pick, just because I, I, uh, I think the longevity of this feud, um, and, and boy, that Mysterio family really tempted me. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's it's got to be Sasha and Bailey for me. Uh, intern Mark. Uh, I'll tell you what, the, uh, this was another tough one coming right down between the Mysterio family and anybody. <laughs> but the uh, the uh, rivalry with Bailey and Sasha, the story's been so well done and just spread out over so many months. I'm, I have to go with that as the best rivalry. Uh, going back, Devin, I'm sorry, had uh, had the Boneyard match uh, for his match of the year. Ryan, what, who, who do you have for the rivalry of the year? Jim, that's a, a great question. I'm glad you've asked it here tonight. Um, I didn't give much thought to this until you said it. Uh, I love the two humor ones that are included, Lana and the Table, and Our Truth versus the World. Um, I think they will obviously get enough votes in the land of sports entertainment. But um, I feel like the role models has a lot of recency bias. And I don't think there was anything more important than renewing Edge versus Randy Orton and the rivalry between those two. So that is, that'll be my pick. Very good. And Tim, how about you? Um, I am going with longevity. I'm going with um, uh, a captivating story. Um, I'm going Sasha and Bailey. Very good. Then we go to Tag Team of the Year. The nominees are the Golden Role Models, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, The New Day, The Street Profits, and Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro. So literally the five tag teams that are in uh, the World Wrestling Federation Entertainment. Um, you know, I again, I, I loved Sasha and Bailey. I, I loved what they did. Um, and but but for me, I, I look at the longevity of the street profits as tag team champions the the fact that you know you have a a bona fide star in montez ford uh and dawkins is 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 no slouch uh you know i absolutely love these guys uh it's a shame that some of these um tag teams have had their run without a crowd but for me it's it's the street profits they are the number one tag team excuse me devin had uh edge and randy as rivalry uh, Matt, I think we'll, or no, Tim, we'll go back your way. We'll go back, uh, the, uh, the serpentine. How about you tag team of the year? Uh, profits are up that nobody had a hotter 2020 than the street profits. Very good. Ryan. Yeah, you guys are both correct. Uh, it's, it's absolutely the street profits. Um, it's a shame because I think tag team wise, it, it knock and Cesaro. They just didn't have the year that they should and could have yeah. had. But uh, that team, I think, could have done so much. But it absolutely, um, I have to agree with yourself and uh, Mr. Tim and say the Street Profits. Intern Mark. Oh, man, I'll tell you what. Um, yeah, it's pretty easy. Street Profits for me. And uh, Matt. Yeah, um, it's it's surprising that for the first year since these awards started the Usos aren't going to win tag team of the year but um I, I've got to make this unanimous I think the Street Profits 
ran the tag team division. I think they put tag team wrestling back on the map in WWE as we've been like longing to see and it's not just kind of like one of those thrown together tag teams that we're used to seeing with wwe it's a legitimate tag team um it's a shame that the iconics couldn't be considered in this because i think that they had a stake in the claim more so than kind of any of the other teams that were mentioned beyond the street profits and the new day for longevity purposes um and i think ryan's right that you know that Shinsuke Cesaro could have been a very good tag team if they had more of a resume to put forth in 2020. So for all of those reasons, I think it just rests on the street profits to kind of carry that. Now, Matt, if if the Usos went harder in the paint, you think they would have made the list this year? I feel like if they hadn't thrown in the towel so early that's fair probably would have been considered but i mean like they easily could have asked him seven more times and he could have done like six more like Ah, ah. ah. so i mean i get it should i do it oose performance issues man it happens it's 2020 you get you get a pass here (laughs) um but it is what it is yeah, uh, in the comments here, Devin, uh, Cousin Brian Lee all have uh, the Street Profits. This one was a fairly easy one, I thought. Uh, and then we go to... Re- so, before we move on, sure. will any of us be surprised if the Street Profits don't win? They're absolutely not going to win. No, no. <laughs> okay. Like, and just I, so we're all clear. And I honestly just assume that like the online voting is is like, you know, one one hundredth of the vote like uh, like i i assume that like the online voting like isn't truly going to matter and even if it does like what they can just skew it when they put the graph up that shows who who like, had the most like the time i uh, seen a rock once in a lifetime for the third time one match of the year <laughs> right a rock bottom back and forth for 30 minutes Right, which like for me, it's like I, I, I'd love to see like a, a a Cyber Sunday or Taboo Tuesday, but uh, will like the voting even be like legit anyway? Like, are they just going to give the matches that they want to see? Um, all right, and then we finish here this week with Return of the Year. Uh, the nominees are Edge, Roman Reigns, MVP, Goldberg, and uh, Sammy Zayn. Um, He's really on that list. You, who Goldberg? Yeah, yeah, he's on like. Oh my god! <laughs> like, so like, so bad. We'll, we'll talk about this in the news and rumors, I guess. But man, they're really setting the groundwork, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, and it's and I mean, yeah. There's no way he should be anything higher than fifth out of five on this list, and he could be. He should, quite frankly should be like sixth or lower. But, like, fifth out of five out of these nominees. Um, but, like, I'm, like, I, I just keep looking over this list, and I'm, like, as cool as, like, Sammy's return, it, to me it was down to MVP, Roman Reigns, and Edge. And and I can't not give it to Edge. Like, that moment at the Royal Rumble, like, it, it feels like the last good moment before things really went to hell. <laughs> um, like, and, and I, and I've watched that clip like so many times, like Roman coming back. Awesome. MVPs had an incredible year, but like moments versus matches. And, and that moment is like eternal. 
I think. Uh, Matt, we'll go to you. Before I make my pick, is, is Tim frozen? No, he just oh, he's, he's just looking. You have just been holding that same <laughs> I am pose. reading. You were holding that pose for the longest time. Yeah, I'm, I'm really good at like holding a holding a pose. I'm, I'm very I'll, I'll get you I'll get you with another one right here. Just <laughs> all right. Well, I'll I'll see if you can hold it during my pick. Um, but yes, Jim, correct. Um that moment with Edge returning. Um, that is one that I didn't see coming to steal a catchphrase from a different pay-per-view in the same year. Um, I think Edge coming back after us like saying for so long that we wanted it to happen, but we didn't think it would for him to actually come back, compete in ring, and not just for like a Royal Rumble spot, but to like take it into a feud with Randy Orton, who had a hell of a year and turn it into something so much bigger than just like a, a moment where you're like, oh, here's this retired wrestler that's going to get tossed out of the ring. And Edge was like Jack too, like in like yeah. mere shape coming back to the ring. I mean, it, it's it's got to be Edge for me. Uh, intern Mark. Well, I'll tell you what. The uh, MVP comeback was surprising. I didn't expect expect that uh roman reigns i knew would be back sooner or later at least i hope he would be uh but etch i never thought i'd see etch back in a ring so i'm gonna have to go with etch the rated r superstar etch etch <laughs> and uh in proper in proper pennsylvania etch. dutch too i love it uh <laughs> is that was were they talking about that at roots the tuesday after uh royal rumble talking about the return of etch I, I was hanging around with Vernon and uh, Christopher, and we were talking extensively about the Royal Rumble, and we were all shocked. Um, the Amish community, I can tell you for sure, was shocked that Etch made a comeback. They thought Etch was on the shelf. <laughs> uh, most certainly. Uh, Ryan, who do you have for return of the uh, the year? Yeah, the, f- the first time I saw this, I said, this is easy Roman Reigns. And then I remembered the actual comeback from leukemia was last year and he was just off for COVID and it wasn't his actual return. And then it became very clear that this is edge. Excuse me. Who? Edge. Edge. <laughs> um, and Tim, we go to you. Only one return this year brought a tear to my eye. Uh, Only one WWE return. Did the return of Sting bring a tear? I didn't cry. Okay. No. I wasn't sure. I was just very happy. But Ed, Edge, <laughs> the rated R su- superstar. Uh, Edge coming back has to be the return of of the decade, not just the uh, not just the year. Um, Devin. And Lee have Edge. Uh, Cousin Brian says the gobbledygooker um, was, was his return of the year. He says, or Edge for the return moment, Roman for return impact, uh, which I would agree. I mean, and, and but I would almost argue, too, that if you're going to go return for impact, like the, the impact of the return, I would argue that MVP be, might even beat out Roman. Like, what MVP's done with 
uh, with the Hurt Business. And, I mean, he's gotten me to be a fan of Bob Lashley. I mean, that that's impressive uh, in and of itself. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think, I think etch is, uh, is the right answer. I think people can be most surprised by the MVP return, which was supposed to be like a one I and done, a one-off, maybe a two off at most it was rumble and raw. And, and it turned into an entire year program centered around him developing a group. Uh, brilliant. I mean, kudos. Bob! To him. It's like the only thing left over from Paul Heyman being in charge of raw. Yeah, pretty much. Ooh, that's fair. It's yeah. like the only thing that's left. Remember that first Raw with Paul Heyman, and they like speared somebody through the back, and they got that crazy like. It was behind the it was Braun and, and yep Bob, and then nothing happened with that at Bob! all. COVID happened. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, fair. COVID like that's COVID fair. derailed a lot of things. I think. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I think too. Like, it's not like it's unlike WWE. Just like try to do something, and then just. Like the next week, be like, no, we didn't do that. Okay, like, name one well, other thing that they've done. <laughs> when right. Raw Anonymous GM came back for one week, I don't remember. Uh, the well, exactly. Raw Underground was there for like a month. I don't remember that either. <laughs> uh, what was the other thing that was a Raw Underground, and then something else was like that they like they, they they tried out around the same time, and both of them have just the Raw Ninjas. Oh, that's right, the Ninjas. They they came and went pretty quick. Um, well, remember when like the third hour of Monday now, and this is back when we had crowds, but like the third hour of Raw was supposed to be like lights out or whatever. DeAndre the Giant has been three things in 2020. 100% accurate. He, he was, was the big ninja. He was the doorman for Raw Underground. Who was the and no. now? Um, right and now it, he's oh, oh, Omek. I don't know what. Yeah, he's he's Omek, the guy from Legends of the Hidden Temple. That's Omek. Yeah, that's his name. Right? Oh, I didn't know it was his name. What is his name? What do they call? Oh, oh, Old Bay. I don't know what his name. Old, Old Bay. Old Bay. No, that's uh, that's uh, Adam Cole in twenty years when he's a manager. He's Old Bay. Bay. <laughs> I need to know what his. I feel oh, so bad that I don't know. Almost. What, what uh, Lee says almost. O O L M O S. Almost. Yeah, almost. Almost had it. Almost. <laughs> oh, you so almost close. had it. Ha ha ha. Unreal. Unreal. Jesus. Matt, this might be my last show too. Yeah, actually, we're it might all, be mine. This, you know, twenty. We're all just going to final wrestling. Place. Yeah. <laughs> it's just gonna I be- will happily absorb three count Thursday in a final wrestling place. <laughs> yeah. When you're it's- tired. You're weary. Yeah. We need content creators. Yeah, Tim, I just I, I just saw um <laughs> WWE just shared the uh the the link about Zeus. Um not that not that TMZ isn't a uh you know trustworthy source, but uh yeah, it's 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 definitely uh, a confirmation. TMZ TMZ is literally like the pl- like whenever I hear there's a rumor, like somebody's floating around on Twitter is like so-and-so's dead oh I yeah tmz is the first place to go because like yeah they usually are uh on top of that kind of stuff because they just, were on top of the kobe stuff they were like, say, well, like which we were also on the air had, for last time we had breaking news was when tim broke the kobe passing away that i remember anyway yeah and then a month and a half later the entire world went to hell so i'm 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 yeah it's all 
It's all. It's not Kobe's fault. Thanks, Tim. I, I, I'm a little. I'm a little scared of like what you know what's uh, waiting in the pipeline over the next couple of weeks. That was well, that was our live Rumble show. Yeah, that was. Yeah, like that's the crate like that day because you know like obviously you know 2020 has has been like crappy for everybody but you go back to that that was royal rumble sunday we broke that news and like when i when when we got off the air I, that that was the day i found out my grandma had fell and then you know then she passed in august like 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 so 2020 2020's been bad for big jim even before it got bad for everybody else um cousin brian says he usually hears about deaths from the iron sheik so i guess the iron sheik I don't know if he works for TMZ or if he's Iron just Sheik, if he just uh, tweets those things Bubba. out. Um, but our, our final like topic for the night is uh, you know this uh, it's something I've had on the agenda for uh, a couple of weeks and was just gotten bumped for various reasons. Um, but back before Survivor Series, The Undertaker uh, was on uh, Hot Ones, uh, which if, you, uh, if you've never seen it, it's ten progressively hotter hot sauces. Uh, you eat a wing, answer a couple of questions, move on to the next wing. Um, and, uh, one of the, the questions that the host asked, uh, the undertaker was if you are presenting wrestling to a, uh, basically to like a non-wrestling fan, what are the four matches to you that, that you would recommend, uh, people watch to get kind of a full scope of what, uh, professional wrestling is, you know, at least coming from you. Uh, so, so I've, I was like, this sounds like a great, uh, show topic. Um, is there anybody that wants to kick off the, the list? Uh, I always feel bad that I, uh, that I always take the lead. So if there's anybody, Matt, I saw your hand first and we'll go to you first. I, I just want to, uh, preface this cause I, I'll give, do we want to do like honorable mentions last? Um, if you want to do them now, we can, or we can go, yeah. we, yeah, we'll do them now. Ryan says now. Yeah. We'll do honorable mentions okay. now. I, and I, I will say this, um, and it was tough for me because, A, Jim gave me like 90 minutes to think of this because I, I got the topics at, you know, 6.30 and we go live at 8. So Kobe. thanks, Jim, <laughs> who's been sitting on this for weeks, apparently. Oh, I heard this weeks ago, and I gave it to my guys 90 minutes ago. My other thing prefacing this was – when I was like, oh, what are my favorite matches? And it was like, okay, well, how many of my favorite matches needed the storyline buildup to get to why they're my favorite? So I had to wipe those out. So my criteria for this was if I'm just telling someone who has no clue about wrestling, just sit and watch this as a wrestling match to understand why I like it, zero storyline included. So my honorable mention is going to be Mankind versus The Undertaker from The King of the Ring, their Hell in the Cell match, because that just, like, it's just a holy shit kind of match where you're just like, okay, I can see why you, you sit and watch this every week. And that did make my top four, but that was my honorable mention is just like a, this is going to draw someone in to enjoy this. Did anybody else have honorable mentions? I did not. I just I just had my top four. My favorite match was with Melina and Alicia Fox. <laughs> What's your favorite match? My favorite match was with Melina and Alicia Fox. Who? 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 
So for you non-wrestling fans, in that clip, you can hear Stone Cold's parole officer saying, not again, into his earpiece. clenches his fist looking at those women. Wow, 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 wow. For the record, and I understand that most in this group have that thing we call jobs right now, but the message was sent at 11.46 this morning. For the record, um, but uh, eleven for Jim. Time, days. Time is a construct. Fair. Who even knows at this point? At this point, are I we even on the air? Me. We might not even be on the air. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's fair. All, all, all valid arguments here. Um, but uh, Matt, since you did raise your hand first and you you gave your honorable mention, a great one at that. Uh, we will go to you for your now do you want to start at four and work your way to one or do you want to start at one and work your way down did you put them in order i didn't i didn't necessarily put them in order and actually i'm i'm kind of shame on ryan and mark for not having honorable mentions <laughs> i'm kind of upset at both, both of you <laughs> <laughs> I can come up with one if you like, Matt. I don't want it up. No, 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 no. Moment you suck, you jackass. Matt's upset. <laughs> Jim, you're back on my good graces for the uh, for the Happy Gilmore quote. I got you. Um, so I didn't necessarily put mine as a one through four. I broke mine into four different categories. I did tag team wrestling. I did women's wrestling. I did men's wrestling. And then I did a new age progressive wrestling and honestly, the new age progressive one is the one that I'm probably the most sour on, but it is one that I think would rope people in. So I will go with that one first. Okay. Um, so for all intents and purposes, my number four match is going to be Will Ospreay versus Ricochet at New Japan's Best of Super Junior from 2016. Okay. Uh, anybody want to go next? Tim? I thought we, are we, are we not going to just give them all? Cause I feel like Matt and I wrote ours very similar. Like these are the yeah. matches you should watch. Okay. We can, yeah. yeah. And, that... and like, it needs to be a complete package just to really get the full idea of, of like match sense. choices. I like if that. That's fine with everybody else. Oh, absolutely fine. Uh, yeah. Matt, go ahead. Okay. So that was my progressive wrestling match. Uh, my women's match, I chose Bailey versus Sasha at NXT Respect, the uh, the first ever Iron Woman match. I think if you're going to sit and watch women's wrestling, that's the match you kind of have to look at as kind of the gold standard, in my opinion. Um, for the tag team match, I went with the Dudleys versus the Hardys versus Edge and Christian, their TLC match from SummerSlam 2000. I think that's kind of the launching off point. There's probably like better, like straight tag team matches, but if I'm just hooking someone in with tag and like the wow factor, that's going to be my choice. And then it, it really took me a while to narrow down my just men's tag team match because a lot of the matches that I really like you need to watch the backstory. Like, I really wanted to put Guerrero versus Angle on this one, and I didn't, and it pained me to not. I wanted to put HBK versus Flair on this. It just didn't make it the cut. So my men's wrestling match is going to be 
Steve Austin versus The Rock at WrestleMania X7. That I think is just kind of the, the peak of that feud. And you don't necessarily need to know a ton about Austin versus The Rock to appreciate that more. Oh, Matt froze. Uh, I think you need okay. a storyline for that. Right. All right. Very good. I, I actually have a question for you, Matt. Yes. Um, I, I love the list. Why go TLC one and not TLC two? Just because I think the wow factor from TLC one, like the, the crowd reaction when you're watching that is a lot greater than TLC two. Cause by the time you get to TLC two, like it's kind of ingrained in the audience. So you're not going to get the pops that you do. And any wrestling observer is going to react kind of how the crowd reacts, in my opinion. Okay, that's fair. Uh, Ryan, would you like to go next? Yeah, I actually have a very similar list to Matthew. Um, I will start, and again, no order at all. Um, I will say, actually, yeah, I will say I have a bit of an order. I will go with uh, Randy Savage versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat from WrestleMania three. Um, I would let them know that this is the standard wrestling match. This is what, you know, you could expect from a one-on-one competition. It looks old, but it still stands up today with what, like, one-on-one men's competition could look like. Um, For the women, I also chose NXT Respect, um, the Iron Woman match. I think there's so much, if you're not a fan, so much you can watch for. The time ticking down, keeping track of, of the pinfalls. Um, it's just so different than a regular wrestling match that's not then a 60-minute Iron Man match. 30 minutes is easy to consume. And I think they both delivered home runs. So um, NXT Respect, Sasha versus Bailey was uh, my women's choice. I had TLC2 on my list from Mania, was at 17, I believe. So the Dudleys versus the Hardys versus Edge and Christian. And this is my train wreck wow, so much is going on. I can't believe uh, what's happening. Um, I could absolutely see an honorable mention like Hell in a Cell, that same sort of crash TV. Wow, I can't believe somebody put their body through that. Um, The TLC incorporated the tag teams. There's six men. I think that's just a fantastic match. Um, My final match, um, and again, if, if my main goal is to attract people that are not professional wrestling fans, to become wrestling fans. I'm showing them the Boneyard match from WrestleMania 36. This is something like you've never seen before. Here is a 15-minute mini-movie, soundtrack and all, pyrotechnics, um, up-and-down action. That is everything you could want in a pro wrestling match or a a mini-movie. So the Boneyard match rounds out my top four matches to show to a non-WWE fan, or a non-wrestling fan, I should say. Um, Tim, you want to go next? Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> so I kind of followed this kind of a blueprint going on here. Um, but I actually have four original answers that haven't been said yet. Um, my women's match, I think, is the best one on one women's match ever done in WWE. Um, it is from WrestleMania 34. It is Charlotte Flair versus Asuka. Um, 
especially when it comes to Charlotte, I feel like there's not that many women on the WWE roster who can actually go toe to toe with Charlotte in because Charlotte is just a physical presence. She's right. She's she's she is super tall, very muscular, and Asuka it that story tells itself and I feel like it's the reason why it's the only straight up singles match that I have on my list. Um wow. I feel like with this it can take the place of a really strong men's match. Um because if you if you see one one-on-one match you've probably seen them all. Um my tag team match is from Takeover Toronto. It's a DIY versus the revival two mm. out of three falls. Okay. Um, it gives you the best of tag team wrestling from the eighties, the nineties and today. It's like a great radio station. <laughs> it, it gives you everything you need. And if there's, if somebody gets grabbed into this, they can go back and they can watch brain busters demolition. They can watch heart foundation matches they can watch the rockers um and i think that johnny gargano by himself at that time is such a captivating character that people can grab a hold of him uh the greatest idea ever in wrestling history is my number three um and it's probably the best version of this um i'm going with the 2001 Royal Rumble match. Um, the Royal Rumble is the most exciting match in wrestling history. Um, yeah. It can get anyone into it. Anyone can get in, invested in a WrestleMania or in a Royal Rumble. And the 2001 Royal Rumble was so star studded. Like it has the most people in it that probably a non wrestling fan would be able to look at and go, ah, I know him. I know him. I know him. And this is Austin's last Royal Rumble win. Um, okay. And then if you're talking about wrestling being a spectacle, if you're talking about wrestling being any, can be anything. I am going king of the road, king of the road, king of the road, king of the road, king of the road. I am going Hornswoggle <laughs> versus El Torito in WLC. Fair. <laughs> it is such a great match. 3MB is bumping their faces off. The the idea that they're doing an actual little person TLC match uh, is, is fantastic. Um, it, it gives you the full... Sp- I think those four matches can give you pure competition, spectacle, uh, the the special attraction and what tag team wrestling can be. I I I would have n- never seen WLC coming. I have to give a huge tip of the cap for Tim on those last two because I didn't think Royal Rumble and all of this. So like kudos in general just for that. Yeah, but the WLC just like <laughs> just showing off like how unbelievable and good wrestling can be yeah. sometimes that we like overlook that 
and we're just like, oh, we, we're getting this these little people wrestling in a TLC match, but if like some random person just sat and watched that, they'd be like, yo, this what? is awesome. Right. <laughs> this is amazing. Tim, what was your, what was your rumble? Because I thought of rumbles as well. Two thousand and one. I took them off myself because I feel like the biggest part of the rumbles are always the returns and the surprise entrances. And if you're not a fan, I feel like that would have been lost when I'm not fan. So it was hard for me to include rumbles in my. I, I was thinking survivors. Just tried to getting more people in my list, but the rumbles were near the top, and that was the only thing that talked me out of putting a rumble match on there. So was there something from that one that you would think would have like absolutely hooked me. So it was the hardcore Royal Rumble. Drew, it's the Drew Carey Royal Rumble. Okay. It's Kane's Monster Push. The Rock is in it. Stone Cold is in it. The Big Show's in it. The Undertaker's in it. It's big, like big players at that time. Yes, yeah, like recognizable people to the the outside world that's fair um and just the idea of the countdown clock people love counting mm-hmm. down like the, sure. they love the ball drop they love all of it they're gonna see drew carey get into this thing is this the one maven eliminated taker that's 2002 okay. Oh, okay. okay okay yeah but this is this is the hardcore royal the hard, the first hardcore royal rumble where yeah. like al snow and raven and everybody are bringing in like weapons so it may set out like a poor expectation of like what they can be but it does give the like anything can happen sure um because they break it it breaks down and you get like the more traditional royal rumble feel especially when you get to like the big grouping at the end with like the rock and stone cold and the undertaker and kane and you know billy gunn (laughs) the other thing thing with rumbles that a casual observer won't catch on is for the most part like wrestling fans kind of have an idea of who's going to win going into a rumble so anyone that has no clue what's going on at all isn't going to have any idea of of who's going to come out on top so it's going to make that an exciting finish because if nothing else, the Royal Rumble always has at least like three or four false finishes towards the end to just kind of build up the anxiety. Yeah. Whereas wrestling fans are going to be like, okay, yeah, Ryback is not going to beat John Cena. Whereas someone who doesn't know who Ryback or John Cena is, is going to be like, what's going to happen? <laughs> and with the 2001 Rumble, so Kane draws a really early number. And like goes through the gamut of people until the rock shows up. So then any casual fan would be like, yo, the rock, he's about I to win him. this. Then the last like six numbers, you get Undertaker and Stone Cold. Mm, yeah, and fair. so people are gonna be, oh, they're in this too. And by that time, the rock, the rock and Kane are still in the match by the time Stone Cold and Undertaker come out. So it's heavy at the end. It's well, I mean, it's it's really like looking at the list of people, like it's a big four. Like it's it's literally Kane, The Rock, Undertaker, and Stone Cold. Like big shows in there at twenty three, but like 
25 is the Undertaker. 26 is Scotty Too Hotty. Turn it up. Billy Gunn is 28. Haku is 29. And Badman Rikishi is 30. But this is a this is probably one of the more exciting Royal Rumbles. Sure. All right. That is uh I, I love the I love the list. I love the defense of it. Uh or the not the defense, but like the reasoning behind it. Uh intern Mark, why don't we why don't we head to you? Inter call it paging intern Mark. Wake up. Stop dreaming about Hodecker's celery. Can you hear me? My uh, my screen was frozen. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, we got you. <laughs> he just froze again. There he is. All right, I I can hear you. Can you hear, is everything? Are you? Is the caller there? <laughs> uh, yeah, um, Mark Mark in Elizabethtown. Um, what uh, what did you have for your four matches? I had the uh, the Hogue Decker Celery. <laughs> I had the Cornish Game Hen. Oh, for fuck's sake. I'd mute you, but I'd be afraid we couldn't get you unmuted. And and that beat the guy that had turkey, right? Yeah, the Cornish Game Hen beat turkey. That's why. You know what? This is this actually is my last show. You guys can host from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jim. All right, the uh, four matches. This was really tough. Very tough. Um, in no particular order, I went with, uh, boy, this is kind of hard to say, John Cena against RVD. Not necessarily because I'm a Cena fan. And this was from the uh, One Night Stand when RVD beat Cena for the WWE title and the ECW title as well. Or I think RVD had the ECW title. But anyway, if you watch that match, that crowd, it was 100% pro-RVD. So if you know nothing about professional wrestling and you're watching that, you know for sure who the fans are for. It was just an incredible match. One of my absolute favorites of all time. Uh, RVD and Cena from the One Night Stand. Um, let's see, the other one. Oh, the uh, one, the WCW, uh, Ric Flair against Terry Funk in the I Quit match from, I believe, it was 89. Mm, that was okay. actually televised on TBS's Clash of the Champions. That was, uh, that was quite a build to it, story with the story, but if you don't even know that, watching that match is one of the first times they used a table. Uh, Funk gave Flair a pile driver on the table. Um, I think it was in that match, or maybe leading up to it. But you didn't was often both. see tables get involved in professional wrestling. It was okay. Because I remember leading up to it, didn't Funk put a trash bag over uh, Flair's head? I mean, all kinds of stuff that for 89 was not generally part of professional wrestling. But that I Quit match was was great. So go back and watch that if you guys didn't see it. Um, it was from New York. It was very, very good. Um I wanted to do a women's match, so the, the Bailey and Sasha, the Iron Woman match, I'd absolutely have to go with that. Um, another fantastic match. And I'm trying to remember what my fourth one was. Hang on, give me just a second. I wrote it down. All right, no problem. Tim, what uh what are we what are we munching on there? 
We got a last second arrival for some uh, BK. Oh, what do you got? A plain double whopper and fries. I'm gonna eat, goddammit. Um, so pl- just two two whopper patties. Meat on- and cheese, baby. Wow. Yeah, no, I gotta I gotta get at least some condiments up in that bitch. I got some ketchup. I got ketchup. All right. Well that that that's okay. Uh intern Mark, you got your last one? If I got the last one, um, Jim, you'll like this one. I went with uh, Brent Harding and Steve Austin from WrestleMania 13, I believe it was. Yeah, 13. And that was also an I Quit match. It was. That that match, um, good. And once again, if you're not a wrestling fan and you're listening to that crowd, you knew definitively who the fans were for. That was uh, the fans completely turned on Bret Hart that night and cheered Austin. Um, and it was just a great wrestling match. Told a great story. Fantastic match. All right, that's, sure everybody saw that one. That's a classic for sure. Yeah, that is uh, that is a good one as well. My four. Uh, I started with um, my only Bret Hart match uh, of of the of the list, and that's uh, Bret and Owen from WrestleMania twelve or WrestleMania ten. Um, you know, oh. I, I I think, and, and because I think too, like I, I take into account that they can. Uh, they would watch the, um, you know, the, like the little build-up uh, video up to it. So, you know, you can get that it's it's brother versus brother, and just, you know, it's it, it's such a fantastic match, and uh, little brother getting the uh, getting the win. Um, my second one, I went with the uh, the Dudleys versus the Hardy Boys versus Edge and Christian, but actually the um, the match at WrestleMania 2000, which kind of was the the precursor to the to the TLC matches. And it was just something that was just, it was, it was nuts. Like we never triangle ladder match. Yeah. The triangle ladder match. Uh, you had like the bump from like the 70 foot ladder from Jeff, uh, on the entrance ramp, you know, at the end you saw him get flipped through what the table end of ladder, I think in the ring. Like it was just, it was the mat bump. Yeah. Like Matt's when Matt explodes through that table in the middle of the ring, just, Unreal, and I and I think WrestleMania 2000 was when we had the crazy cam, um, which I remember just Jr. going full Jr. over to crazy cam, crazy cam, uh, which which uh, you know just added to like the spectacle of uh, of watching that match, um, and then I went with uh, Taker and Sean at uh, at 26, um, you know you have like the 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 story of these two older guys just you know streak versus career and and it, it it you know and and i mean it's just it's a it is an all-time classic and and uh the the women's match i had on here uh was sasha and bailey but the one from brooklyn like uh, taking nothing away from the uh iron woman match but man when when i think about those two um that's the first match that always comes to my mind it, it, it was just it was just so damn good and, and then you had of course uh, you know at the end the moment with the the four horsewomen so it, it shows like you know the 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 compassion and the whatever you know with with uh through wrestling so um you know that that that's why i had that one on there um you like uh, the, the the brett noen match it was like between that and savage steamboat like at wrestlemania 3 because it, it's just those are just like matt classics but of course you know i gotta go with my bret hart <laughs> <laughs> um 
but uh, yeah, I thought it was an interesting topic, and in the future, I will try to give you guys a little more lead. Uh, on, At least on... twenty-two hours. <laughs> Jacket. Well, it was funny yesterday. I forget what we were having for dinner, but uh, I heard my wife set a timer on on our uh, on our Amazon device uh, for twenty-two minutes, and I giggled to myself. So, I thought you guys would appreciate that. All right, we have two. Uh, we have two items. Uh, in the uh, the news and rumors, uh, one that we've uh, been kind of alluding to here for most of the night, uh, Goldberg appeared on WWE's The Bump and declared that Reigns is, quote, next, as he is unfinished business with the tribal chief. Reigns took to Twitter uh, and said he chooses who is next, and that is Kevin Owens uh, at uh, TLC. He says, quote, I never wait in line. I am the attraction, and I choose who's next, and that is Kevin Owens. Uh, cousin Brian is heading out uh, for the night. He said he has to switch Bam Bam's body suit to the dryer before he goes to bed. Uh, thanks for playing <laughs> along, uh, Cousin Brian. Um, like, really, I mean, I, I should have kind of seen this coming uh, because we did never get the WrestleMania match. Um, but fucking God. What, just why do we keep going back to Bill Goldberg? For fuck's sake. If this is if this is the tribal chief just destroying Goldberg in 13 seconds I can almost almost say this is okay otherwise get that old bald fuck out of my ring So you want this match to go down if it has to happen If it has to happen Ding 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 ooh ah bop 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 punch over Done or spear and over. Get the get the fuck out or put him in that fucking chokehold he's been putting people in. Ooh, okay. And and just pop his head off like a dandelion. Right. It's the battle of the spears, Jim. The match is absolutely going to happen. Of course, it's going to ha- he the, he's not going to be brought onto the bump for this match to not happen. We think 2021 was going to start turning the corner, <laughs> and then WWE's got to do uh, this. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Please, please don't. Like, just somebody. I know well, somebody listens to us. I'll beg. Please don't. Please. Look, this match happens at the Royal Rumble. Roman Reigns isn't doing anything. There's no one in line as number one contender. Like, have this go over at the Royal Rumble. You may set Goldberg up for something after this. Like, Something from this leads Please to don't. Mania, maybe? No, we not don't with that. Roman. No. Not with Roman, with Goldberg. What? Why would anyone? Why? Because it's WrestleMania. Like, you, they're going to use people. Like, they're going to use people. Let's use Dana Brooke. <laughs> I mean, she will be on the card, but... Be- better than Goldberg. What will Roman, Roman and Goldberg will fight. Roman will win. It's not going to be a straight-up squash. And Goldberg will be around for WrestleMania somehow. Ew. What will actually happen, because that's, I would accept what what Tim gave us. That's not what's going to happen. Roman Reigns will accept the, what, what award were they both going for again? Return of the year. Return of the year. Okay, so Roman wins return of the year. Goldberg confronts him. Roman says, if you want a shot at the title, hold it up, blah, blah, blah. Goldberg's going to win the Royal Rumble and face Roman 
at WrestleMania oh. in a spear fest. And the two of you, Jim and Ryan, will have had this coming. I don't know why you have to be why, like this. Why? Because <laughs> you said you were fine with Shane versus AJ Styles, and you will die on that cross. What does it have to do with Goldberg? Yeah, I don't. I don't understand why, the connection why here. Us with that, you get what WWE gives you, and you will love it. I would rather see the ghost of Nick Bockwinkle come back <laughs> dead for five years. Um, it's a, that's a callback right there to the uh, the pre-show post-show. Sure well, actually, that was post the pre-show post-show. Nobody's oh, even heard God that damn one. damn it. I, I was sitting on that reference all fucking <laughs> all night, night for nothing. Holy shit, he's been dead since 2015. Why did I not remember that? Yeah, he's been dead for five, I told you five years. I wasn't lying about that. Jesus. But oh, the trash. serve you all right. At least the AJ and Shane match was was a decent match. You no, know, I no, know we said no, it wasn't. Don't even lie like that. Don't was, even. But what say was it bad was a about it? Match. Yeah, what was bad about it? What was good about it? You're making the argument. He's, they're saying decent, not good. Yeah, it was decent. Okay. Well, we saw in, we saw Shane Jim, jump across the ring. I think so he jumped off Jim's the ring grading, post in that Jim, one. Your grading scale. What are you giving it? I'd have to go back and watch it, Matt. I, 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 we've been in 2020 for 100 years. We will revisit this because when Jim gives that a letter grade. I smell the next watch along that we can all sit down and do together. Oh, I'm, <laughs> no. I have COVID. I can't make it. I, you know, I said you rewatch it. <laughs> I, will. I know we Don't said we wouldn't, we wouldn't sound the sounder again. But Matt screamed Shane McMahon. No, he didn't. I just want to no, no. point that out there. No. No. He did. I, full name. I feel like you were very angry and you said, Shane McMahon. I'm just saying, we don't have to. You're Jim is the host. Setting yourself because he is I the said host. Just please. The first name. I'm not saying we need to hear it. Please, sir. Please have mercy. <laughs> I'll I'll take mercy, but Matt, if you give me an attitude like blaming <laughs> Goldberg winning the Universal title on me again, serve you right. You know, God damn it! <laughs> this is on Matt. Play <laughs> the best in the world. And if this plays the full way through, Clemson's going to beat Notre Dame in two weeks. You know this clip has nothing to do with that kid, Jane Gim. You don't know that. I can't even speak. (laughs) We got the gist of it. Um, (laughs) Intern Mark, any any thoughts? Any thoughts? Uh, I can't. 2020 has given me enough shit, Ryan. I don't need to put (laughs) that out into the universe. That's fine. Um, Intern Mark, any any thoughts? You're safe. You're safe, Tim. Any any thoughts on we need a we need like a sign like Tim Safe. clear um, uh, intern Mark any thoughts on uh, Oldberg returning Oldberg no I really don't need to see him in a ring wrestling again I really don't if they would have bring him back and have Reigns beat him I'm okay with that but if he comes in and takes the title off Reigns. There is, I, I give up. I really do. It's just unnecessary. I don't need to see it. It'll do absolutely nothing. But if they want 
going to bring him in, have Reigns beat him, okay, because that's it's the match is going to happen. Ryan, this is why I lump you to him on all the the Goldberg you get what you deserve bullshit because you gave me this for Christmas (laughs) (laughs) two years ago. This is the Bill Goldberg (laughs) doing the Roman Reigns impression. That's why. You're you're welcome. (laughs) Um... And I also want it to be known that it is proudly displayed on the top of that shelf. I have nowhere else to put this. I'm not going to like throw it away. That's fair. <laughs> I appreciate that. It's a gift. I'm sure I spent a good four dollars at the Ollies on that, or five below, one of the two. No, it was it was at the uh, the old effort at Kmart before it shut down. You know what? That might have been one I bought from Larry Peace for like thirty seven dollars. Who knows? <laughs> well, then I'm throwing it in the trash. Yeah, gone dead. <laughs> if that's the case. All right, y'all gonna start, y'all gonna keep calling Goldberg Oldberg, and then y'all gonna find out that he's only five years older than our truth. Thanks, Connie. Um, our. I mean, I don't think anyone's ever argued that our truth is young. Yeah, he's no spring chicken. <laughs> and you know what? If Goldberg wants to come back and get involved with the twenty four seven title, yes. I will not call him Oldberg. Um, yeah. He yes, is more. He is more than welcome. Every our, day, he our can, truth is in the best movie that features a wrestler of all time. If so Goldberg wants to come back and spear the gobbledygooker and win the twenty four seven title. Fine. Awesome. I love it. He can beat every ninja if he wants to. I'd be fine with that. Even the eight foot tall That's one. That's racist. I don't, <laughs> no, I don't think it is. He still has the title, doesn't he? No. Our truth. Our truth has it for in his 49th reign or something, I believe. I've, I've certainly okay. I've certainly lost count. Um but you know if will it, you will you give Goldberg some slack if he just ferments his goatee? Will that make no. it better for you? No, that would make it worse. <laughs> okay, oh, sorry. Worse. <laughs> I, I didn't put, know you were so anti-hair dye. Yeah, you don't put hair paint in. Listen, any podcaster with a microphone with a wire just dangling loose can just put hair dye in all they want. That's that's below Bill Gold. Any asshole can get behind the seat of a Chrysler. God knows what the fuck that car was and drive to a pizza place in central Pennsylvania and claim it's the best pizza in the world. Any dick can order a hey, full hey. pizza and just say that pepperoni is the best pizza topping and they need nothing else. Then that's that's well within their rights. Any asshole Why can buy- are y'all coming at me for? I have <laughs> hair dye. Pepperoni is the best slice. There's a such thing as effing plain s'more. I'll kiss my ass. Any I'm asshole... What other news is there? Any asshole can can staple gun a foam kid's toy belt up on his wall and call himself a fucking winner. But but hair dye is where I draw the line. Um, If Goldberg wins the WWE Universal Championship, I will stop watching WWE for a week. Um, Then we go to our final news item. (laughs) Um, Triple H was asked about uh, Mark. You should should do that. You should put, I want to hear a month and let's, let's do it today. A month? If Goldberg wins for a, you you don't watch WWE for a month. If, okay. miss a (sighs) pay-per-view. How much do you trust the WWE? 
we will cover you. We will absolutely be able to talk about everything. If Goldberg if Goldberg wins the universal title, I will not watch WWE Pro. Can I watch NXT at least? Yes. No. No. No, not even NXT. No. You get you AEW have to, and Impact. Okay. He can watch NXT, Impact and AEW. I mean, I'll give Ring him of NXT. Honor is still putting out shows. Yeah, okay. Yeah. What about NWA? So I just can't watch Raw or SmackDown or the WWE pay-per-view. You can only watch matches that are refereed by Larry keeping the peace. I'm or a... Drake Wirtz. <laughs> if, <laughs> if Bill Goldberg beats Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship Mark it down. in 2021, I will not watch WWE for a month. Love it. Because I won't either. For a month. And that Hold will on. be like if it happens in April, then that's 30 days. If it happens in a month with 31, I'll go 31. Say that one more time. If Bill Goldberg beats Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship in 2021, I will not watch WWE for a month. All right. I just put him on full screen. Fine. He said that. We can clip it. Clip it. Hold me to it. it. Hold me to it. I will. I uh, absolutely because that that will piss me off enough to actually get me <laughs> to do now that. I'm pissed off. <laughs> All right, Lindsey Graham, we're going to use your words against you. <laughs> because when this does happen, oh, oh, that pisses me off. That pisses me right off. You know how much? You know what percent chance? I'm even gonna go one bigger. You know what percent oh, chance? Oh my god! Oh, no. I'm out, I'm out, I don't need know. Tim, put him on the full screen again. Hold on, I got oh, it. Yeah, get, get, let me know when you're ready for this. All right, here you go. Do you know what percent chance this has of happening? Oh, zero point zero zero percent chance. It ain't happening. Yeah. Yeah, I went that far. Hey, Jim. Yeah. What size shoe do you wear? Uh, 13, extra wide. <laughs> does your foot, does your mouth open that wide? Uh, it, it probably does, but, I mean, let's be honest. Big Jim ain't that flexible right now. All right, how do you feel about toes? <laughs> <laughs> toes is gross, man. They are nasty. Feet are disgusting. Feet are fucking disgusting. All right, the final news item. Uh, Triple H was asked about the Undertaker's uh, future during. Don't do it, Tim. Don't do it. Wait, you, you don't, don't put your fucking feet up on that camera. Get oh my! Don't do it. Wait, are you telling me you're a fat man that can put your foot in your mouth? No, I was just gonna put my foot up in the camera. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that ain't gonna grow. I just don't get feet near me. I got nice feet. Your nice feet, bad feet. It don't matter. They're fucking feet. They're gross. Feet are gross. They're gross. Uh, Triple H asked about the Undertaker's future during NXT TakeOver War Games uh, post-show media conference. He confirmed that he's working towards becoming a coach uh, for the WWE Performance Center next year. Uh, he said, I can tell you this, anytime Taker's involved here, anytime he has walked through these doors, everybody uh, that's here is better for it. Um, he uh, added, he's looking now, I believe, to move to the next phase of his life. We've talked a lot about it. It involves being here. It involves the future. It involves getting more into that. I would like to believe he has earned uh, the taking uh, a breath off of his retirement for a moment, but we actually just touched base in the last couple of days. 
And that is something uh, coming out of the holidays we will certainly be talking about in 2021, which is just one more reason to be excited about next year uh, with everything else that is happening. I think him involved, uh, I can't stress enough how impactful that would be uh, for everybody. The uh, current list of coaches at the Performance Center, Matt Bloom, Sean Michaels, Johnny Moss, Norman Smiley, uh, Robbie Brookside, Sarah Amato, Terry Taylor, and Scott Garland. So... Uh, that, uh, is pretty exciting news. Devin has to head out as well. Devin, thanks for, uh, joining in tonight, buddy. Uh, take care. We'll talk to you next week. Um, man, I would, I would absolutely, uh, you know, love for that to happen, for the undertaker to, to be involved, um, in the, uh, in, in, in the performance center and coaching. I mean, you have a guy that obviously has a ton of knowledge, uh, in, in this industry and, and in the WWE. So, uh, it, it could absolutely, uh, be be better for everybody. Anybody uh, uh, thoughts on on this one? I can see Taker doing a lot for uh, things like character development. Uh, I don't think anybody ever looks at the Undertaker and thinks, "Wow, he was a great technician." Well, and I know really Pizza Boy does a ton of knowledge um, to a younger group of of, of of you know wrestling holes and and the such. But uh, for what he was, I think he was a great wrestler, a great entertainer, and will do a great job teaching a young generation of superstars. Indeed. Any uh, if you get signed to a contract and your two immediate like trainers are Triple H and the Undertaker, I think you're in very good hands. Yeah, you could do a lot worse. You could do a lot worse. I'm just curious as to what schooling Undertaker has to go through to become a coach, because like Triple H is saying, he's got he's on the next step to be a coach. So like, what <laughs> what kind of process is that? I just figured. I just figured he'd walk in and be like, "No, they they send him. I need down, a job. They send him to the CZW dojo, <laughs> um, and then he has they have him run the ropes a couple times. They'll sweep out the ring during one CZW, uh, one of their really hardcore matches, and then he should be good. Oh, I would. DJ, uh, Hyde, DJ Hyde knows what he's doing. <laughs> I would assume that it's whenever he goes. Uh, hey, Paul, uh, I want a job. <laughs> that's that's or what that, I assume. That. I would okay. assume that's what the the, the step uh, the step would be. Um, um, Michelle wants another ring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anybody else? Anybody got any other uh, thoughts or comments uh, on the show tonight? All right, then let's uh, close this thing up. Tim, we'll start with you. Got anything to plug? Oh yes, I do. Not the tool man across all platforms: Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. If you care. Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash not the tool man because I just keep doing that. Uh, to answer everybody's question, no, I am not featured on a future episode of Last Man Standing with Tim Allen. That is my dad. Um, but we also don't talk about him because he's canceled. Um, Final Wrestling Place. If you wherever you get a podcast, you can get ours. Uh, SoundCloud.com slash Final Wrestling Place. It is the season finale of the wedding season. Marcus and I are doing a live watch along of the blackest, blackest wrestling, wrestling show ever. WWE SmackDown with the episode of the marriage of Teddy Long and Crystal Marshall. It's going to be amazing. And then uh, to give you guys some, some an idea or two, we are also leading into a two-part year in review ender best and worst year ever we are crowning the future 
Mr. or Mrs. Good Place, Bad Place 2020. It's going to be great. Uh, at Final Place Pod on Twitter. Can get you anywhere you need to be. Ryan, how about you? Oh, see ya. Uh, Matt, how about you? Um, you can catch me on Twitter. It's at 3CT, the letter A, Philly, as in Philadelphia, the number 8, so 3CT affiliate. Uh, Sixers start in like a week, so you probably won't want to follow me then. And I do want to put Tim on the hot seat right now because we have asked this question to everyone else on 3 Count Thursday. But Tim, what is your favorite movie featuring a wrestler? Oh, that is a very excellent question. My favorite movie featuring a wrestler. I'm going to go. Wasn't Hulk Hogan in a Three Ninjas? It was. So until further notice, it's Three Ninjas Strike Back. Or Three Ninjas okay. Kick Back. I think that's what it's called. Three Ninjas 2 with uh, the canceled one. <laughs> uh, insert Mark, got anything? I, I do have something real quick. This past Tuesday, about 8.22 p.m., I had a life-changing moment. I picked up a peppermint milkshake from the chicken filet. Oh. So you guys like milkshakes. And you have a chicken filet close by. This is the season for peppermint milkshakes. Do yourself a favor. Go track one down. It's the Lord's Milkshake. It changed my life. In those few minutes that I consumed that shake, all was right in the world. That uh, That is one of the, if not the best. Yes, Tim. I would be remiss if I did not mention uh, Pro Wrestling Empire. Latest episode yes. out now on YouTube. Um, it is episode number seven. It is the first episode since uh, the crowning of the new PWE World's Champion. We get our number one contender crowned on this very episode. So look for Pro Wrestling Empire Battleground on YouTube. All right. And then uh, you can follow me at Big Jim Sports. Um, wear your fucking masks. Uh, states are starting to do the the shutdown things. And uh, if you're an anti-masker and uh, live my lifer and... But my freedoms guy, um, chances are you might be part of the reason for that. And you can you can at me if you like to get angry about it. But wear your goddamn masks. We all want to get through this. Um, but uh, follow the show at 3 Count Thursday, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, go to 3CountThursday.com. Subscribe to our show on all podcast platforms. Make sure you're following along uh, with our home network at NGSC Sports at NGSC Sports. Com. And until uh, next week, stay safe, stay smart, and go for the pin. Recount Thursday is sponsored by Arena Eats. Log on to the website, arenaeats.app, that's arenaeats.app, for the ultimate fan experience. At your favorite sports venue, Arena Eats mobile app, pre-order, express pickup, and in-seat delivery. How do you place your order?